0: Former U.S. Army paratrooper, historian, and conspiracy analyst, Tony Arterburn, joined by top researchers and guests, exploring the depths of our hidden history, expose the crimes and cover-ups that plague our civilization and planet, and patrol the borders of our reality. 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 From the parapolitical. To the paranormal in the psychological war for your body, soul, and mind. Be a paratruther. Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Paratrooper. I am your host, Tony Arterburn, and uh, one of the reasons that I designed this show because I normally do live radio was to have the types of conversations that we're going to have today with my very good friend Billy Ray Valentine, host of the Infinite French Podcast, host of America Unplugged. Uh, well, co-host, really. I mean, I'm I'm on America Unplugged. I sometimes fill in for Billy, and of course, we have the legendary Don Jeffries. But I wanted to talk to Billy and we've done radio before and i've done his show i've done the infinite fringe but i wanted just to sit down and take inventory of just how insane everything actually is you really don't you, you don't fully appreciate it unless you meditate on wh- where you were 5 years ago 10 years ago 3 years ago sure. like if you sit down and meditate and and clear your mind and think how would i react to whatever fill-in-the-blank headline, how would I have reacted in 2018, right? And I started thinking about one of the reasons that that I went back into media. I'd taken a a, a big break from 2013 to 2018. I was um, I'm pretty much in hiatus. I never, I almost didn't speak anywhere in public. I didn't do much media. I came back on the air and uh, just showed up in San Antonio on on terrestrial radio on 9:30 a.m. down there and. I uh, did a daily show. I used to follow Mark Levin on the on a station that doesn't ex- exist anymore called Freedom 1160. And uh, I would I would wonder how am I going to what how am I going to categorize my type of show. And my theme that I picked was the phrase Welcome to Tomorrow because I felt like we were entering into the tomorrow land of the you know, the post-apocalyptic sci-fi thrillers of my youth, you know, all the stuff that we were warned about, like, um, don't let the robots become self-aware, you know, uh, don't let government have too much control, you know, worry about, you know, the, the bomb and, and, uh, you know, uh, corruption. And, you know, you had things like escape from New York, all these things. We we're warned about that, right. We we're warned about, warned about uh, societal collapse and everything else. And I took that phrase, Billy, I took it from uh, a Megadeth song um, called Ashes in Your Mouth. And its I, I loved it when I was a kid. And it has like this really ominous lyrics. And uh, anyway, there's a whole story to why the Welcome to Tomorrow is part of that theme of my radio show. But we kind of transition into Paratruther for these long-form conversations. So, my friend, uh, welcome to this show. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, and again, uh, we were talking about off air. And I said, what are we going to talk about? I I don't know. We're going to open it up. Uh, Billy, uh, thank you for being here, my friend.
1: Man, thank you for having me. You know, it's always an honor to sit down and talk to you. Um, America Unplugged is our show, right? Even though it, it, it started without Tony. But without Tony, we wouldn't have a show anymore. Almost positive about that. So uh, luckily, we bumped into Tone, me and Don, and 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 now it's the three of us, and and uh, it's fantastic. Uh, love doing that show. It's a, it's the highlight of my weekend many many times, you know, unless I'm going to Disney World or something like that. <laughs> in I'm which case, in
0: mind I, I, <laughs> I I love doing America Unplugged. Right. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I used to watch the McLaughlin Group uh, right. because I love Pat Buchanan. And I always thought that's just the smartest show, you know, even I think they even said that like in the, in the, 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 <laughs> the theme, it was like, no, it's like, uh, the sharpest minds, hardest talk. Like it was, it was 30 minutes, you know, every on PBS and you just got to watch Pat Buchanan just destroy people. Now they didn't know they were getting destroyed. To me, he was making all the great points and pulling history out of thin air and references that no one else could make. And just a, a magnificent mind. And I thought one day. I want to do that. I want to be given the headlines of the week and I want to, you know, use whatever discernment I have and filter it through my mind and then, you know, say this is what I think based off of all these reference points. And I'm doing that. I get to do that because of you, my friend. I really appreciate that and I love the love the format. Love talking to you and Don. Um you know, Billy, <laughs> again, you know, kind of going back to the opening of the show, things are insane. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I'm not doom and gloom. Uh, I'm definitely not, um, I don't sell fear porn. I I don't, I don't do the grifting thing. You know, um, the sky is falling, but certainly there is something, there's something afoot, right? Something rotten in the state of Denmark, if you want (laughs) to use that reference. But I, you know, knowing what we're looking at today, it's almost impossible not to, find the origin story, like, you know, where did this begin? Um, The, 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 the degeneration, you know, like the um, when things fall apart and I was thinking about, you know, your story and what I know of it, Um, you know, I was thinking of, of 2020 uh, you know, just got up at the beginning of 2020. I, I had decided in 2019 that i was going to leave san antonio uh and head up to the ozarks had no house up here we're just going to you know go off grid i found a a great commercial spot to move my business and by the way in that time that was really financially not sound for me to do that like i i took a big chance because i had um i had a built-in customer base for my business in san antonio but i let my lease expire there i came up here um right before i left i I got on a station called truth frequency radio and you know i was already on um, a couple of different stations on am um but i had followed a guy named don jeffries because i thought this guy's interesting and i bought his books i listened to the audio books and um saw that he did the tfr show so i contacted tfr anyway i'm on tfr but while i'm doing that i'm doing these first shows i have no i'm not talking i don't know anybody at tfr i'm just doing i'm doing a daily show and uh i'm Looking for old references to Bill Cooper. I'm trying to, you know, find um, archive shows and things. So I go and I start looking on my phone. I remember I'm in a bank parking lot and I'm like, okay, I go on the Apple uh, podcast app and I go, okay, well, I'm going to find Bill Cooper, William Cooper, Hour of the Time. And uh, your channel came up. And I thought, okay, cool. The Infinite Frame. That sounds fun. So I plug it in. I go, oh, I like this guy's voice. It's like, I like, he's, this. I guess this guy's famous. That's what I kept thinking. I'm like, do I know this? I know that name, you know, <laughs> because I know the, I know the, where do I know the name from? So I keep going through that. Anyway, I subscribe to your channel. Then I'm falling in love with the show. And little did I know we're on the same channel. Like, I mean, I didn't, again, I, I should have known. I should have gone through the catalog of hosts, but I'm, you know, you know me, I go, I'm on at this hour. I got other things to do. I'll fill the hour. I'll, you know, if you want to reach out to me, you can and uh and you did, and I thought, well, wait a minute, I know that guy. I'm listening to your podcast, and so um as as I entered into this apocalypse uh to the great reset, while I'm you know off grid, laying in my cabin late at night, going, you know, holy hell, what did I do like i've I'm <laughs> out of out of my comfort zone out in the Ozarks. And I'm falling asleep to the infinite fringe podcast. And anyway, I'm talking, then I start talking to Billy and then I'm on your show and then you're on my show. Now we do shows all the time. And, uh, we're finally planning a time for us to, to meet in, in real life. And maybe we'll get to that here, you know, coming up towards, uh, the, uh right. September. we'll talk about that possibly if you want to. No, uh, absolutely. We need to, we need to, but, um, anyway, it's just been, it, it's been an amazing adventure. And, uh, I wanted to, to do a different kind of show with you and just kind of talk about your life and, and, you know, you've been in this game for a long time. Um, you know, in this, this profession, this calling, whatever it is, it can burn people out. I've seen it, you know, I've seen it burn people. I've seen it, uh, change people's character. Um, I think 2020 and beyond was a great revealing of who people really were when it came to alternative media. I think you learned that, but I mean, you, you you look at the, uh, the intro to America unplugged that I wrote, you know, uh, about you is like, you know, host of the infinite fringe podcast, uh, researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York, you know, that's, (laughs) that's you. And I wrote that. And, um, but so and that's and again that's why i think you bring such a unique perspective um being in the bronx uh somebody hands you what in was it 1998 somebody hands you a copy of of uh, pale horse pale horse right
1: pale horse yeah man um uh one of my good friends in life and hopefully you get to meet him on uh, september 9th and we're going to talk about september 9th 2023 uh because we're doing something you know and, and it, it, there's a lot of things that have been in the works since I've met Tony even before I met Tony but since I've met Tony I've we've talked about things and and it's been a slow grind but they're happening now you know so this is dope uh, so we'll talk about September 9th so maybe you'll meet this guy he's my oldest friend in life I've met him when I was in fourth grade um and he's still my friend today you know um i don't i don't have very many close friends you know um uh but if 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 you prove you know like if we prove to be compatible and we're friends we'll stay friends forever you know and and uh the only difference is i have my internet friends now like you like I, i consider you a really close friend never met you but we're really close, you know, uh, um, Don and, and John Brissom, you know, everybody that's going to be there in September 9th for the most part, you know, um, but so we're uh, in 1998. I'm 18 years old, you know, and my friend, and he knows my state of mind. He knows the way I think. And he just hands me this book. He used to work in a copy center. And he gave me a copy of Behold the Pale Horse. He was like, I made this for you. And he's like, this is right up your alley. You're going to love it. And and my, my friend was like, what is this? What are you talking about? You know, And he's not conspiratorial or anything. Somebody gave him Behold the Pale Horse. He started reading it and he thought of me. So he made me this, this binder. It was a binder of pages that he had copied page by page in, in, in the copy center, handed it to me. It's Behold the Pale Horse. So I started reading it and I couldn't put it down. I just remember saying, I, I was on my way to to pick up my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, and I'm walking the streets of Brooklyn, reading this binder, <laughs> I'm holding this thing, not paying attention to anyone, I'm walking the streets, I, I'm, I'm about to hit a pole, because I'm just walking with my head down, right, and there's a pole right in front of me, and I'm just saying, I knew it, I knew it, I just kept saying that, because I was reading about George Bush, and what they did in Skull and Bones, you know, that that all the nastiness that they would do in there, and that proved to be true. Um, but but that that book, while uh, and I say this often, if, if anybody's heard me tell this story, but you know life is, is is a journey, and it will change you every step of the way. And everything that happens is an opportunity for learning and an opportunity for growth, even if at the time it doesn't seem to be that way even if it's negative, right? Even if it's it was a horrible experience, there's some something to be gained from every experience that we go through. And I was reading Behold the Pale Horse, and while I don't feel the same way about it now as far as the content, a special uh, uh, book to me, and it's something I always carry. I've I've purchased about seven copies of it because I kept giving it away. So that actual binder, I gave it away twice, and uh, the last person I gave it to, I've lost contact with, because I want that. You know, I'd love to have that binder back. So I I went out and bought an actual hard copy, and I gave it away, and then I bought another one and I gave it away, and I bought another one, and I get because I wanted people to read it. You know, so I'm like, just take it, you know, and 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 I'll buy another one, (laughs) and I did, you know. So I I um, I'm looking for a first edition. If anybody has one out there, I'm, I'm interested in purchasing one um i know they're rare they're hard to find
0: yeah they but don't that's, what's that buddy the, the new ones don't have a they're I know. A, they're missing a chapter
1: right yeah, the the protocols the, and the, the, elders. the elders of zion right oh. yeah that's that's what's not there and there's a whole like fold out map or poster of something i forget but um i want that anyway that that's what really put me on this path you know i it's kind of i was already there You know, because I always had a a curiosity for these sort of things. My grandmother would read me the Bible every night as a kid, you know, and um, she would read me, uh, she would talk to me about Nebuchadnezzar. And I would ask her, I'm like, why do people follow kings? Hmm. (laughs) I didn't, it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, he's one person how does he have the power that everybody follows him? And my grandmother was like, well, he's the king. Knock it off. Now listen to the story. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and we kept going, but I would always ask stupid questions like that. Well, in all actuality, that, you know, it, it wasn't that stupid, but uh, I, I would love watching shows on, on what used to be the learning channel, um, or the history channel. And, and they talking about the crystal skulls, you know, and, um, how the pyramids were built like I, I, don't know, I was a geek you know um and then in in every street corner in the bronx and in harlem in brooklyn you would find booksellers um uh, m- people that uh a lot of times were associated with the moors you know and, and and they were selling books out there and one of those books was behold the pale horse that you know and they sold uh uh, a New a new World Order by uh, Ralph Epperson. They sold um, a ton of stuff. Uh, uh, 13th Tribe, you know, from Babylon to Timbuktu. Uh, a ton of other uh, conspiracy books, classics cons- conspiracy books, and that's how they, it, it permeated throughout the hood, you know, throughout the Bronx and throughout uh, Harlem. This was uh, stuff that was uh, talked about, you know, amongst uh, amongst the youth, amongst people, you know, about conspiracies. And hip-hop, of course, um, it infiltrated hip hop. So we would listen to Mob Deep and, and what the hell are they talking about? You know, and, and, and go look that up, you know? So th- that's what did it for me. And then, uh, I kind of put it down. I wasn't, um, I, I did a presentation in school. I was in school at the time and I did a presentation on the new world order on the Illuminati. Um, and I got laughed out of the room. I mean, it was a bad presentation. I, it, it really was, you know, I, I wasn't ready for the backlash. I wasn't ready for what I was going to get. I wasn't ready for the questions. Learning experience, right? And um, I got laughed out of the room. And I was like, you know, maybe I got to reevaluate this, you know? <laughs> and I, I I put the book down, you know, and but I, I kept it in my mind. But I wasn't actively researching, actively doing anything. Um, but one of the people that I gave the book to was my cousin. Um, and he he took the book, he kept reading and he kept going while independently of me. And I I didn't do that. And we both went to the same high school, which was right across the street from the world trade center. Right. And uh, so I spent a lot of time at the trade center. Um, I had a job at the trade center. My first job was across the street from the world trade center. So I spent a lot of time there. Um, I was in New York when the towers were hit. I was in New York when the towers were hit. Um, and my cousin was still going to the school. He was a few grades below me. Um, So I remember I was in Midtown. I remember rushing up, rushing down, actually, to go pick up my, my girlfriend at the time, who was on 28th Street, I think, around. And then my cousin, who was at the World Trade Center, or, or in that area, literally a block away. And I was like, what happened? I hadn't heard from him. You know, I didn't know. So, but I went down there anyway. And we never got that far. They never let us get uh past uh, um the village part, at least me. At, by the time I got to the village, uh, which is uh the lower the lower east side, um, they stopped uh people from going any further down. So I couldn't go down anymore, so I had to turn around and go back. But but um he he was the one that years later uh in 2005 told me that you know everything I knew about September 11th was nonsense you know every that, that uh the official story was wrong and we had a conversation over the phone and I was telling him that it was nonsense I kept telling him this is nonsense what you're telling me dude I'm like I was there dude what are you telling me I saw the whole thing go down you know and he was like I was there too you know, <laughs> he's like, trust me, man. And, and he, you know, and he pointed me to InfoWars and he pointed me to David Icke. And, uh, you know, I, I was like, I'll go on there and I'll, I'll chop this apart for you. You know, I was fairly confident that I'd be able to do that. And um, there was a documentary on a PrisonPlanet.tv that was free because I was highly skeptical. I was like, I'm not giving this guy my credit card information. I'm not doing any of this. Right. So I sat down in front of this computer and uh, and it was a, a free preview of A Great Illusion by George Humphreys, whom I still want to get on the fringe, if anybody knows where I can find George Humphreys. <laughs> I'm looking for three things. I'm looking for a, a, a copy of Behold the Fail, a Pale Horse, first edition. I'm looking for George Humphreys and I'm looking for Time Travelers. Please, if anybody can find <laughs> I'd appreciate <laughs> Only Time Travelers. Right. um, So so I'm, I'm watching this documentary and I'm like, this is a bunch of nonsense because Humphreys for a while wasn't giving any source material. He was just talking. And I'm like, this is come on. I'm like, where is the proof? And then he said, and of course, you know, some of the hijacks, 9-11 hijackers are alive and well and, and and still alive. And then he showed the article by the BBC. and And that changed my life forever. I went to look it up thinking it was going to be nonsense and it wasn't. And I was like, damn, something's up. And that's it. Really. After that, it, it it never got put down because it was, it was, I was fully programmed. I was fully captured by what they wanted. I was exactly what they wanted. So I know something was up Like I was exactly what they wanted me to be. I, I, I got, I, I, as soon as it happened, I was there with my friend from, from fourth grade. Cause we were working together. We were, we were in, um, we were in Midtown together, and another another guy that we've lost contact with was a lawyer. Um, and I turn to both of them and I tell them, I'm like, Osama bin Laden did this, right? And um, I was confident. I'm like, he did this, you know? He it, this was he did it. I saw it on CNN because they were building it up for years. They were building it up. They 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 they, they featured him prominently as the guy, the boogeyman. So automatically you default to that if you have any knowledge of of you know if you if you were quote unquote knowledgeable on what was going on at the time which I wasn't but I thought I was it was just the indoctrination whatever they 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 put in my head you know and, and that's still going on today I'm not I'm not and you know we say it all the time on on unplugged like it's the the mind control is real it's just realizing that you're under mind control you know uh, is the first step to breaking out of it so. That's where I'm at, you know, Um, but um, I, I, I thought Osama bin Laden carried it out and I believed the entire official story without question, without thinking uh, box cutters, why nothing, dude, nothing. But then again, I didn't know. I just took what I was told and, and, and went with it. Then, uh, you know, as a result, because of my cousin, and you talk about synchronicities, the way things work out the way you and i met right and the way uh 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 i met don right and and i got don on truth frequency radio and you got on truth frequency radio because you saw don right right and then we met each other through that it was all supposed to happen right so my friend gives me behold the pale horse i take behold the pale horse give it to my cousin i put it down my cousin keeps going come 2005 he hits me with this. And he wouldn't have done that if I didn't give him behold a pale horse. Everything happens for a reason. Yes.
0: Everything. Isn't it interesting too? You know, Um, the audience probably doesn't know this, but uh, you and I, we're like, I think our birthdays are two like days old, apart, two days apart. Yeah. Right? Both, <laughs> several, both 79, right? Yeah. Uh, a couple days apart. Right. Uh, I'm older than you.
1: Just a little bit. I've
0: been, I've been <laughs> on this planet. Longer than you have, my friend. I got just a
1: little this. bit old man, you know.
0: <laughs> no, just a little it, bit. Yeah. It is interesting. You know, and, and you know it's funny, you I'm listening to you talk and I right. I, I take pause sometimes uh, because of my experience, my journey through through media and just being in this this war of ideas is really the only the best way to describe it because it's a war yeah. and um And I, you know, I I thought, well, uh, I'll, I'll do a radio show again. And I'll, you know, it, it, to me, it was like, I'm, I'm just showing up. I'm going to be a part of this and we'll see what, and then just all the, the whirlwind of contact after that leads to this, that leads to that. And then all of a sudden, you know, and again, this isn't bragging to the audience or anything, but we're in a very select group. You know, there's not how much further up do you go than David Knight, right? So, like, yeah. we've been on—I've hosted for David, and right. and you've been on David's show, and and you know, and then you think of podcasters like uh, Sam Tripoli, who you know we've both talked to and been on shows with, and uh, Charlie Robinson, right? You know, some of these great broadcasters, uh, Don Jeffries, and, and you just think we're in this little group, you know, yeah. and our, our group—it's we all fi- found each other which is fun and fortuitous because none of us have any of the characteristics of like a grifter. Like we're, we're not like, you know, uh, we're not a carnival barker <laughs> where we're not, try, we're not trying to sell you anything. I mean, all this, obviously I've sponsored the show with my gold and silver business, but I mean, that that's kind of self-explanatory. Right. Um, but no, it's, it's just interesting. And you mentioned nine 11. I, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be me. Yeah. I wouldn't have th- the knowledge that I have because it forced me to look at the world differently. Now you, you talked about getting, you were 18 and 98. Cause I was, yeah, uh, you got put behold a pill horse. Um, I had a similar background where my dad, uh, you know, is an entrepreneur and, a, you know, he, he founded banks and, you know, a really smart guy. But after Ruby Ridge, after Waco, he started looking at, alternative media, you know, alternative views, looking at, you know, what the hell's going on. I mean, is the government uh, attacking its own people? I mean, what you're infringing on our second amendment. So I started going to um, conferences hosted by people like Colonel Bo Grites, which, you, you know, know that- he's a figure that shows up in Don's book hidden history. I've got to meet him. I got to go to come. Like, yeah. These are people like you know, it was the most highly decorated green beret in Vietnam, but he's associated with, the far right, you know, and militias. And I remember yeah. being in Washington, DC for a co- for a congressman, Ralph Hall. And this one congressman came up to me and he was like, I've been to Fort Bragg. I was like, he's like, I was part of the special, you know, special forces. I go, well, did you know, uh, um, Lieutenant Colonel Bo Grites and the look on his face? Like, I got to get away from this guy that just asked me this question. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to do that though. I'm your resident right wing extremist. And I, <laughs> I think it's fun. Um, but you know i I think about all this stuff like we kind of had the bones there like i was exposed to that type of information um you know going to gun shows as a kid uh seeing you know just again alternative views uh the constitution liberty this was the 90s so you know you really you had like the shortwave radio people i used to listen to bo Bo bogrites was shortwave i used to listen to him when i was uh you know uh 13 14 15 years old And so I, I had the, the, the foundation kind of like you did with behold a pale horse, but I, it, it didn't, it didn't kick in truly until, um, much later, you know, after, after nine 11, after I, you know, I was part of the, you know, the, the U S the supposed response to that. Um, and by the way, there was a lot of great people in the military that thought they were responding to real threats that were like outside and i mean i've talked about this many times on my show you know where you had like people from the intelligence agencies there on the ground like looking for osama bin laden and i thought when you found out later and years later that the cia knew where he was so like and so they it's it's so compartmentalized the conspiracy like they they knew where he was but there were there were good people then that didn't know and that were really looking and risking their lives to to try to put this put the pieces together and and i think about that billy and you talked about your story and so we're both here because of this one event really i mean you take that out of the equation what what am i doing now i don't know i mean living a quiet life probably but you know i I don't know i I was thinking about doing law enforcement when i got out of the military you know i don't know I, i i it was, I, I had, I wanted, I was competing in powerlifting at the time. I was part of the U S team. I was, I thought about going to, you know, trying for doing the Olympics. I, I was doing, I wasn't set on being what I'm doing now, which yeah. is I'm a gold bug. Uh, you know, I do gold and silver, I do coins, I, have history. And, uh, you know, I do podcasts on the conspiracy of our time and, uh, the new world order and the great reset and holy hell, it's real like it's a it's a real thing and so this is why I wanted to have you on like so we got all this background we you and I've obviously God has put us on a path and i don't I'm not saying I talk to God I'm not saying I'm special I'm just saying this is whatever path I'm on um there's a reason of right? course so, and I'm trying to, I'm to walk humble and try to help as many people as I can i I take I know that you do too and I want to get into that um this is very specific don't let me forget this okay that your journalistic integrity which is something I think of all the people that I know besides David Knight I mean David Knight is he's his own thing let's just leave David is <laughs> his own I mean we can't be David I don't know I'm not I can't feel I feel in for him but it's you know it's uh, it's not the same thing um but journalistic integrity in today's world especially in alternative media um Unfortunately, is not as strong as I think it should be. Uh, you, on the other hand, uh, I mean, just been unwavering, like right, wrong, clear. And then it's, to me, um, I think refreshing. And, uh, you know, you're somebody I can trust because of that. I look to you and say, well, what do you think about this? It's interesting. So we're of two minds, right? We're starting to see that a big chunk of, What happens in alternative media is complete BS. I'm sorry. It is. I mean, some of it is just nonsense and some of it is just pure gold. And you got to, you got to learn, you got to dig deeper. Right. Finding the, having the knowledge of discernment to know what, and that's, that's why I think this is so, so interesting of a time. You've, you've made a big change. And, I, I kind of want to see and I'm never I'm and this I'm asking you this on air too I want to see what do you still believe in as opposed to I mean things that you've shed since 2020 because I've seen the change and I like it I think it's good I think it's healthy because you're you're looking at stuff and saying that's nonsense yeah. I mean I don't buy into that I know I know the Trump psyop was really big in in changing your view on even certain people like yeah. Don't follow them anymore because they, if they can't see that, then how the hell are they not seeing this other stuff? Oh my God. Uh, right. Yeah. Man. It, it's hurt me too, you know. um yeah. So I've I been, mean, but what would you say? Uh, you know, you go back to Behold a Pale Horse. You, you know, Bill Cooper you talked about the New World Order, you know, the one world totalitarian socialist government, you know, like that's Bill Cooper. Uh, that's real though. Yeah. Right. So the, the New World Order is real. Uh, the great reset's real, because um, they tell you it is. I mean, i, I don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to be a you don't have to sleuth or be a detective. <laughs> <really pull> <laughs> right, right. Like, we're gonna make you eat bugs for Greta. <laughs>
1: what, what do, uh, what do you believe
0: in? What, what do you believe in in the chaos of all this? building?
1: Well, I, I still believe we were lied to about September 11th because we freaking were. Bottom line, right. I would love to see evidence to the contrary, but it doesn't exist that they've lied to us about that event. And why did they lie to us about that event? Why? Why couldn't you just tell us the truth? Why don't they want to address building seven? Why? I want to know. I want to know. So that, that keeps me there that event the, the and, and there's a lot of things about nine that I used to believe That have been put in question because I've been listening to people like uh, uh, Adam Fitzgerald, who is just a savant almost on 9-11. It's freaking insane. You know, I I had the privilege to meet him uh, last September 11th. We were at at Ground Zero together. uh, And I got to speak to him for a bit. I'm going to bring him on the fringe soon to talk about some, uh, I think it was, uh, there were some revelations that happened on 9-11. And I wasn't up on it as well as I should be. But he was. So I want to bring them on to talk about it. We're going to do that fairly soon. um, But yeah, like I, I still believe that there's a lot of unanswered questions about September 11th. The the approach that I take different is that I used to go out. I still do every year. The Lord has blessed me since 2005. I've been out at ground zero every single year without fail. I don't know how long I'll be able to keep that up, you know, um, with a changing schedule and changing landscapes. But but I've been successful thus far. I want to continue to do that. Right. Um, so I used to go down there and I, and I remember the first year I went down there. It's like, you and I, I came out there with tons of, of mainstream articles to give to people. And I thought immediately they were going to say, Oh my God, you're right. You're right. Oh my, look at this. This was, this is Fox news. You know, this is the associated press. You have a point. I didn't get any of that. That was an awakening. Another one, you know, because, People were pissed. They were like, what the hell are you thinking? This is nonsense. I'm like, but this is NBC News. This is what, what you watch, what you believe. Take it, throw it on the floor, spit in my direction. You're un-American, get the hell out of here. All of that. I was like, oh, damn. You know, <laughs> that didn't go as planned, right? Um, but it taught me something. I was like, oh, man, I need it. First off, it taught me that Things weren't going to be easy, you know, like I thought they were. Um, But um, it also taught me to take a different approach because I would say, listen, I can prove it. I can prove all of this to you that the government did this. I can't prove that the government did it. I can't. I can give you circumstantial evidence that the government might have had something to do with it, but I can't prove it. Right. So I take I took a different approach and I started saying. Hey, here's some information about 9-11 that you might find interesting. You want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. Okay. Take this flyer. You know, if you have any questions, come back. And they do. And it's fantastic. Like people come back, they want to talk to you. They want to know, you know, um, and, and, and I, and I always hit them with a God bless you, you know, like God bless you. you know, Have a great day. And, um, they like that. Not everybody. Some people are really pissed off and they keep about their business and they call me an idiot and all that other stuff. And that comes with the territory. Um but but I I I adjusted my my strategy because I wanted people to hear the information and then I I realized that I couldn't do what I said I was doing. You know, I I I I can I can say, I can tell you, "Hey, there's some anomalies here." You want to come look at uh, at this FBI web, web page that says that Osama bin Laden is responsible for a ton of stuff throughout the world, but it doesn't say anything about 9-11? True. You want to come look at this? You know, and, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll pull up my phone or whatever device I have in FBI.gov. I'm not lying to you. Look, this is where it is. Where's 9-11? Where is it? Like, it's not there. No, it's not. You know? Building 7 used to be right there, I tell them, you know, and I point over to Building 7 where it is now because they rebuilt it. Like, it used to be right there. They're like, what, what's Building 7? I'm like, it's that one right there. You know, right, right there. And I'm like, on 9-11, a third building fell. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, that one fell. No planes hit it. I'm like, that's freaking weird, you know? And, and, then, and then they start going. And, and you know, so it, it's, it's, it's an adjustment, right? And the same thing has happened with my beliefs throughout right so I I still believe that there are big questions that need to be answered about what happened on September 11th 2001 I still believe that we have been lied to about that event and I believe there are nefarious reasons behind being lied to about those events prove me wrong at this point and it's on them Because they did this, meaning they lied. They possibly let it happen. They possibly took part in actually making it happen, but they definitely lied to me. So it's on them the way I look at it, right? I still believe that they had something to do with Kennedy. Right, and and I got Don Jeffries to talk to all day about that. You know? I believe he was murdered by the New World Order. What's the New World Order, right? That's changed for me. You know, at one point I thought it was a, a table with 12 people in it. And there was a 13th chair that was empty and represented Lucifer. And now I feel different. I don't even know if it's called the New World Order, but we can call it that. They refer to it as the New World Order of the ages, right? Um, what? How many people are involved, I don't know. I know there's an elite that control, and this can be argued, you know, intelligently and with evidence, right? Um, I, I don't know what else I can go on here, but those two things are enough. I believe that we are under heavy mind control, right? Yes. So, uh, so MK Ultra comes into play. That's real. Remote viewing is real. All these things are real. Right, the conspiracies that have been built around them may not be real, but the actual events, the actual uh, uh things that went down, like uh, the actual MK Ultra program, was real and mind control continues, even though you don't have to sit down on a chair and be hypnotized, right? Like old school, you know, and and they're playing a, a movie over and over again, even though that exists to a certain degree but uh but uh, mind control takes place through social media you know it takes place through the television and you talked about where did where did we go wrong where where where, where did it happen you know uh, what was the turning point that led us down this road that 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 has led to where we are right now and i can't pinpoint it but i think a, a, a big portion of it was the television it's a big uh weapon of control it's beautiful i love tv i love it but we need to realize what it is
0: yeah tell live vision right tell vision exactly And it's programming or right
1: right and that's not
0: like uh, you cast a spell
1: oh my god jordan maxwell shouts shouts to the man rest in peace you just reminded me of him because that's exactly what he would do to me when I had him on an interview, he would just take one word and boom, just go off and tell me about just like, you know, broadcasting, casting, Billy cast a spell, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know? Um, and, and that's what the television serves to do. You're hypnotized when you're watching it, you're paying attention, right? Like uh, your wife or your kids are like, Hey, Hey dad, or Hey, whatever your name is. And you're not paying attention. You're watching the television. So they got to raise their voice and boom, you snap out of it. Hey, what's going on? You know, sorry, I was watching TV. I wasn't paying attention to, you You know, that's a, that's a part of it. And it's, it's, it's elevated with the internet. Right. And with uh, Alexa, you know, (laughs) all of these, all of these new methods of control that are built upon things like the television. And I guess you can go back to the radio and, and the thing is right. Like, These are double-edged swords because we can do so much good with them, and we have, but they're ultimately leading to the downfall of humanity. And we as humans, most of us, don't see that. We don't see it. We only see the benefits and the comfort, and I get it. And I don't know how to break out of that, meaning as a whole. You know, I, I, I think I know how individuals can break out of it, but for how long? You know, and to what extent? I, I don't know that, but um, I, I think that's the real conspiracy. I think we've we've been distracted by conspiracies like, um, like Wayfair, you know, like QAnon. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, it's it's not it's provable nonsense. I said I couldn't prove that the government was involved in 9-11, I can't prove that in a court of law, I cannot, I cannot do it. I can prove to you that QAnon is nonsense. I can prove to you that Wayfair was complete and total nonsense, complete and total nonsense. I did a show on it, Tone, um, I and, I, and I got so much hate, Yes, because people did not want to believe that the, the, the Wayfair conspiracy was bull. And I pointed to the source, where it came from when she said it and it was all stream of consciousness and she admits this herself amazing polly was her name like well maybe maybe q i mean maybe a uh, you know wayfair look they have names for their furniture and uh those are names of little kids maybe you know <laughs> then there was one of the little kids that was in question came out and did a video Says I'm here. Nobody's abducted me. What are you talking about? That's crazy. You know, and I'm like, look at this, guys. And and people didn't want to see it. People didn't want to see it. How so much
0: just- of that stuff
1: mm-hmm. tracks
0: from real research? Yeah. Re- re- work. Right. Out days, years, months of actual work. You know, and you look at somebody like Don Jeffries, who was. You know, as a teenager working with Mark Lane, actually had, you know, went to the National Archives and was able to hold the Manlik or Carcano rifle that supposedly, you know, wow. Lee Harvey Oswald, nice. you know, used. But, I mean, at 19, yeah, nice. guys been doing, I mean, think of all the work and then all of it culminating in 2020, where so much real research gets scuttled. Yeah. And you're called a shill because you don't buy into the latest thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm looking at the latest thing going, where do you get this? And they're <laughs> like, Well, I heard it on some channel, you know, make like, it and people are buying into it. And it was so powerful. I remember just I remember hosting InfoWars and getting done like my last show I ever hosted there when I filled in for David in Austin. And uh one <laughs> i can't say the word but on that because people wrote wrote me and said thank you for your show i let my kids listen to it because there's no uh there's no curse words okay well you know so i'll keep i'll try to keep that up but i got called all kinds of names because this is like the you know the 2020 election and i had a constitutional scholar on i had dawn on yeah right and and we talked about what what are the this is in november it was actually friday the 13th of november right and um and you know we had there was no way that there's nothing that's going to change in the election right right so people were just writing me like you've given up you're such a coward and i'm like i didn't give up i'm telling you what's <laughs> happening like I, right right research. right i just i i don't i mean I, I would and at that point i was saying well what's the difference yeah. you know like you you guys are just you know what i gotta get trump in i kept going but but he did this to you. And and anyway, it was just, I don't want to make it about him. I don't want to make it about the election, but that's the point. Like we got into this weird cycle. 2020 was huge for that. And that I think, you know, I could listen to your broadcast, how they changed. It changed me too. But the, the point I wanted to make with all of this is that conspiracy is it's natural. It's built into the human condition. Right. It, it it to have history without conspiracy in it is so incomplete and naive and and unscholarly, by the way. I mean, you have to hide it. Most of the court historians go out of their way to make sure that no dots get connected and that history is random and everything's floating around and no one's really in charge. It's the most silly thing. And, and you know, and I remember being a young guy, you know, just reading history, especially when I was in the military. And I think when I was in Iraq, I read like 200 books. I mean, some of the books on my shelf here are from my that I'm signed; it has the date on them from the times I was in in Babylon <laughs> and Mesopotamia. Yeah. And I remember thinking, yeah, that doesn't make any sense, and this doesn't make any sense. And that seemed it's kind of like Morpheus says in the Matrix: "Is like there's a splinter in your mind." You know, mm. that's the way I got to alternative media because i said this can't be right. right i mean what y'all are talking about and so things get pro- progressively worse right you watch the united states it starts to decline further and further and no one's stopping it right. uh, the policies are continuing to bankrupt the country no one's stopping it and you think you know uh it's something that that don talks about all the time and you know, gary allen from none dare call it conspiracy is right. like if our leaders were stupid then they would just err in our favor occasionally but they never do so it's, it. there's a plan built into the system whatever this matrix is whatever you know the planet that we're on there's there's there are forces behind the scenes that are causing it and there are real things like there's a you know and you talked about we we don't know if it's a committee of 300 right. or 13 or right. whatever the hell it is. I mean, Gore Vidal thought that, um, he said, you know, um, it's not a conspiracy if they all think alike. He's like, they're the same people. He's <laughs> right. like, what's the difference between the head of Ford Motor Company and the head of Ch- Chase Manhattan Bank? Right. You know, there's not a lot of difference. Uh, the elites, they have the same schools. They have the same social clubs. They, they walk between the raindrops, whether it's World War III or just another day. It's, it doesn't really matter to them. They're going to get paid, and they mm-hmm. have their – a house in the Hamptons and all this other stuff. So yeah, I mean, there's there's that. There's the the open conspiracy of just people thinking alike that ru- that rule us, that have yeah. the control of the printing press. And then there's the actual steerage, right? So we, I, I think that's it's been it's the evidence is overwhelming that that's going on. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. Like you talk about, is 9-11 an inside job? Absolutely, it's some kind of job. Yeah, right. And the official narrative is a joke, right. and, and you and you think I used to somewhat uh, process that, like you know, and you want to go back to your young self and go, "Are you
1: looking at this?" Right. I like, did fully. I fully bought into it.
0: Not somewhat, tone I
1: fully bought into it.
0: I I so I had a problem. So I, I remember, and I tell this story often, and I right. but I had moments of, of of lucidity because I was part of. You know, and I'll probably talk about this when we when we do our conference in New York. Uh, I mean, my my army unit was first on the ground in Afghan, first company on the ground. So, -hmm. like, we were we got orders, boom. You know, I was serving. um, I was actually representing the U.S. on the on the powerlifting team, the world um, at the world championships in two thousand one. I immediately got orders to go back to uh, Fort Bragg. Uh, The unit I was with went to the Pentagon. So, had I been at stateside i went to the pentagon i could be telling you that i didn't see parts of a plane right and i gotta i wish i'd go talk to some of those guys because i know that they went they went immediately there and drove there like within the 24-hour period so wow. that, that would have been something i would have been seeing but what i did get to see was the first response to that like being on the ground kandar afghanistan in calendar year 2001 i just turned uh 22 years old and i got to see you know, firsthand all that that was going on. And I remember we were, we were landing and I thought to myself, um, how did four, so four planes took off inside the continental United States and struck targets inside the United, United States. that were, they were our planes. And why are we here? Like, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be more of a security issue to be there? Like to like, you know, you know, I was going to think of the wide open Southern border or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. and I kept rolling that through my mind. I'm like, that, what are we going to do here? And then I found out, we this like a month into uh, Afghanistan that we were prepping for Iraq. And I go, oh, I think I get this now. Like mm-hmm. this is by proxy like this. And it was, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan was always a sideshow. Yeah. It always got the, I mean, it was all about Babylon. It was yeah. all about. And so and there's a bunch of esoteric stuff in there. It's just overwhelming, Billy. And and again, I just talking to you is it's always a, a a a breath of fresh air because I know what I do I have I'm passionate about it. But I feel like I get lost in here. I get lost in the amount of nonsense coming from the mainstream, coming yeah. from certain parts of alternative media. Right, right. And you know you know like I don't want to lose friends, but I'm thinking gosh, we're all so much mind control i wonder where my i'm sure i'm captured somewhere in mind control i mean it's i mean gosh i live on this planet
1: right <laughs> we live here so we we have to assume that we've been captured by mind control in some way shape or form i can't even begin to describe it right cuz we all think we're a- awake quote unquote awake to what exactly awake to what level where are you awake where did you did you awaken in your dream you know are you still <laughs> asleep you know what i mean like is 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 really that what it is like i mean and these are all things we need to talk about we need to think about and that's one thing that i will say even though i was fully bought into the the uh the official story i did start to question why afghanistan and why iraq i was like but why oh well you know literally i didn't go oh well like screw it but i was like there must be a good reason behind it and kept on going. It's like you slip on a banana peel, you get up and keep on going and you don't clean up the banana peel, you know? Like, um, so I I did think about that, but it was just like, I'm sure it's, I'm sure, I'm sure they have a good reason for this and kept it moving, you know? And later on I found out that there there were no, well, there was a good reason for them, not for us. And and that's another part of this, right? This, uh, Conspiracy, right? Quote unquote. Um, it's the system as a whole. I, I I don't believe this system was made for the majority of people to prosper. No, I don't believe pass. it. I don't believe it. And I see evidence of it every day. And all of us are, are are evidence of it. Every single one of us. But some people decide to buy into the reality of the system. And forget uh, what's been done to us what is being done to us every day and what we're being used for every day part of the i think part
0: of the entrance fee for becoming a part of the club is that you have to forget and you must not acknowledge that you were placed there artificially Mm. there used to be celebrities I I think that that was real. I think that there used to be great entrepreneurs and people that started from the bottom and became huge. Now you can still do stuff, but when you reach a certain level, they're going to make sure that stops. Like Mm -hmm. if you can't compete with any of the, the multinational, you know, banking consortiums, the powers that be the elite, you're not supposed to be able to compete with them. I think that's pretty evidence. We have a dead culture built. Yeah. It's, it's. We have a dead, dead entertainment, dead culture. Uh, it's rotting because we're not, you talked about the system isn't designed. Of course it's not. You know, like we, the, the problems of our era aren't allowed to be solved. Right. Right. We're, we don't, our, our best are, the best minds in Washington. I would folks, you have no idea. I've been to Washington DC. I, I've, i I've been in rooms and given talks in front of senators and congressmen and judges and all, I mean, and generals and all this stuff I've done this. And you, when you leave, you're like, I think I need an exorcism. Like I got to get out of this place, man. Yeah. Um, it's, and, and by the way, not just that they're dumb. Like, it's like, you know, it's like there's some real dummies. Um,
1: just yeah, not, you, not the best, the brightest. I know, um, you're, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, um, I was watching Jim Jordan, a day ago, two days ago. Talk absolute nonsense, and 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 giving fourth grade level arguments to questions that he was asked. And anybody can see through it. But if you want to believe it, you're going to, right? You're just going to. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, whew. AOC. These people are 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 just. N- not competent to, to serve you a beer. I mean, can you
0: imagine? I mean, I, I ran for Congress once,
1: and I knew a great
0: congressman. I ran against him. Um, but he was the last World War II veteran, and uh, we ended up being magnificent friends. I met, I got his his uh, political sign here on my wall, Go. and but uh, we talked a lot. And, I, I mean, it was from a different era. Like, he was friends with Charlie Wilson. You know, Tom Hanks nice. played Charlie Wilson and Charlie right. Wilson. Or and, and I mean, he was friends with Ronald Reagan and friends with Lyndon Johnson. And I mean, all this is crazy stuff. I mean, our politics now like there's there's it's not exciting. It's it's so it's such theater, you know, pro wrestling. uh In comparison, looks like an Academy Award winning film, you know, compared to because because it's like so dumb, you know, that that yeah. our politics in Washington, isn't it?
1: You know, it's funny you should mention pro wrestling because I've been a pro wrestling fan since I was three years old, maybe four. I'm not sure. My aunt used to live with with my mom and I, and my mom was a single mom and she worked late. She got back home at 12 a.m., 1 a.m., right? And my aunt would take care of me during that time. And she would let me, she'd spoil the hell out of me, right? Whatever I wanted, I got, whatever I want, right? And she would keep me up with her because she didn't want me to, she didn't, she wanted company. So I would stay up all all hours of the night. And on the, there were two American channels at the time, channel 41 and channel 47. What's up everybody from New York city. Uh, From back in the day, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Right now, it's uh, Univision and Telemundo. But back then, it was Channel 41 and Channel 47. So (laughs) they used to give pro wrestling in Spanish at 12. Every, every. I forget when it would come on. And she would let me watch it. And my first memory of pro wrestling that captivated me was the Iron Sheik versus Hulk Hogan. When Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik, and and started hulkamania and hulk hogan was my first and, and i want to say only real like idol that i idolized i idolized hulk hogan i still love hulk hogan to this day uh i i I've, i saw him once r- wrestle when i was 21 years old i got to go to a to a match um i couldn't go to matches before they, my, my, my mom couldn't afford it so i started working and hulk hogan was back in the wwe and i went and I absolutely lost it as a grown man, lost it for Hulk Hogan when he came out. I mean, I just, my, my, my wife was with me and she was just looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? She'll tell you the story, Tone, when, <laughs> when you meet her. But I lost it. Like I am still, to this day, a Hulkamaniac. And uh, I think he was the, the greatest uh, professional wrestler to ever live the charisma like I've never seen before. But I only say this because professional wrestling set me up to understand this nonsense. If you're a professional wrestling fan, and I mean a real professional wrestling fan, you will start to see the nonsense in the political sector very quickly because you start to be able to predict. Because I was able to predict what was going on in professional wrestling, I don't know, while I was like 10, 11 years old. I was like, oh, this guy's going to be champion." You know, or this guy's going to win this match. Oh, there's going to be a disqualification. Somebody's going to run in and it happens nine times out of 10. I started doing the same with politics and I was like, how come I'm able to do that? And this is supposed to be real, but it's the same concept. You know, it's, it's, it's the same, the same exact uh, plan that they use whenever they want somebody prominently featured, they will push them to the forefront. And I always use Obama because he's the most recent, um, um, the most recent uh, example of somebody that was pushed to world championship status, you know, and and uh, that's, you know, as a if he was a pro wrestler, he'd be a world champion. He was the president of the United States. And when he gave the keynote speech for the Democratic National Convention, you knew that he was going to be the president of the United States. Like it was said, it was like he was prominently featured for the position. This is the guy that we're going to put our money behind. That's the same thing. Right. It's the same thing. And, and that's why Trump has been as successful as he does, as he, as he has been, because he can manipulate a crowd. He can hold a crowd in the palm of his hand. It's all professional wrestling. All of it, Tony. You know, so uh, I, this is probably why th- there has been a lot of things in my life that, I, sometimes I think you know like is this the Truman show you know like well what the hell's oh, going uh, on here you know um was that buddy I said, you're not alone brother I <laughs> I I ask
0: myself all the time right you know, the nature of reality and start mm-hmm. questioning I mean it's it's made me more of a spiritual person yeah um and I think some of my time in in combat helped with that too like it took a while for me to process it. But, you know, because I could recognize evil, yeah. you know, uh, uh, probably a little bit better than the average person.
1: Right.
0: I can smell it. Like, I don't know. It's just I can just get a, you get around evil. You just know evil. Right. But I do. I do qu- I question the nature of things. And I question, you know, like Don brought up the other day. And I, he's the only other person that I've known br- brought this up. But he was talking about George W. Bush. And George W. Bush, I, he was my governor. When I was a kid, you know, he he ran, and I think it was ninety four. Yeah. Um, and before that, and maybe it was a little bit sooner, but we had Ann Richards, who was a Democrat, because Texas used to be a blue state, or whatever the hell that means. I'm blue and red. I just despise the the whole thing how they did yeah. that. Um, but it was a blue state, and then George Bush W. Bush gets elected, and if you go back and look at the time he was running, he doesn't sound like it all. I, I remember guy who he brought president. that up on Unplugged, actually. And he that brought it up a, on Unplugged. Right. And I'm the, he's the only other guy that ever brought that up. I used to think, well, what? how was he able to do, like, and you're looking at two different people, like, right. and and you know who else did that? Trump. Yeah. Trump did the, uh, like, if you look at him's testimony before Congress or when he was doing, um, like, before the, or the Apprentice or maybe even, like, right around that time, he'd get on interviews, very well-spoken uh you know i mean very articulate a a massive vocabulary slower speech and then it changes and you're like wow and and so and w did the same thing w had much more articulate much more resolute much more sure of himself and then it was like you know like, (laughs) like two planes three buildings i don't know bad lucky <laughs> oh, Larry Silverstein! I know he's wrong <laughs> with betting Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is it's it's insane. Yeah. uh and, then, and now those are just two examples, but you just have to start looking around. Like, where am I? What happened? And, you know, I started getting that twilight zone feeling too. um After Ron DeSantis came out and started, you know, his Twitter campaign to run for president and. Uh, then you know it was a I was a flop or whatever it was. But then I saw the twit my Twitter feed just light up with people and these like people in alternative media and stuff, and they're like, Oh, ready for the Trump train? I'm like, Are we doing this again? Yeah, man. You know, and it it's and, and it's not about politics, folks. I mean, literally, I'm asking this because we just did all this, and that's what I've got a problem with. Like, I, I feel like I'm uh <laughs> It's like, I want to, I'm a stranger in a strange land. Like this is the twilight zone. And Billy and I are trying to get the spaceship fueled back up to get to our own dimension. Dope.
1: What's
0: the twilight zone where they, they go out and they discover the craft and they figure out it's them. And they're on this perpetual loop of, and like, they're, they're dead. Up. They're, they're they're dead, but they're right. And they, they're always trying to take off land and then they die. I I don't know.
1: I don't know the name of it. Don, Don is good with the names. I just remember the, um, what actually happened. Yeah. And, and, and they kept coming back and they kept trying to launch, but they couldn't launch or whatever. And, and they were, they were, they were dead. And then they realized at the end of it, that they were dead. They were like, Oh yeah. Well, one of them did. The other guy didn't. Um, but that's another thing. Um, the twilight zone, which is the greatest show on television, in television history. They're, they're, in my opinion, there's no argument. That is the greatest show in television history to this day. Um, only black mirror has come close. And, uh, and the new twilight zone ho- hosted by Jordan Peele was freaking fantastic. I have, to, um, I, just have to I just started watching some of it and it's really, really good. Um, regardless, uh, after the wwe went off the air the twilight zone would come on <laughs> and i hated it i just because i never watched it you know because it would come on and it was black and white and it scared me and i didn't want to i didn't want to watch it and one day i just sat down and did and i was like oh my god this is fantastic and it's but, it's funny i have a twilight zone
0: story too mm-hmm. i didn't start watching them till uh, my early 30s and uh it's just a period in my life, you know, I'd gotten a divorce and I had, um, my first wife and I, we lost a child. It's very, really dark time in my life. I, I lost a business and then I was just holed up, you know, like trying to just function day to day, like getting to the, you know, <laughs> getting to point A to point B. Right. And, um, I come home and, uh, you know, trying to find something to watch, you know, just trying to come down for working or doing whatever. And, uh, the sci-fi channel had, had the twilight zones. And I would watch the Twilight. I started watching the Twilight Zones, and I they they relaxed me. It was the morality tales. As all, it was just the, the 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 period of it, you know, like being in the '60s, and you know, certainly coming out and smoking a cigarette, you know, and telling me about what this guy's about to make a really terrible decision, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever whatever it is, it's going to make a really bad decision. And uh, I started to think about it, and I go, I wonder why I like this show so much. And uh, I looked it up and of course, Rod Serling was a paratrooper in World War II and he had seen a lot of combat. He was um, somebody who had a a powerful sense of right and wrong. You know, he died at 50 years old. Like um, I need to get a biography. It's not in print anymore. It's called the uh, television's last angry man. Mm. And he was, he really despised the, you know, like the, the war machine, uh, told, you can, you can see it in the shows too. Like, uh, the obsolete man, you know, uh, Mr. Wordsworth, you know, the state is supreme and you're obsolete and, you know, obsolete and everybody's repeating it. He, he, he really predicted people following blindly and cause history does that. I mean, we, we the only lesson we learn from history is that we do not learn from history apparently. Right. And, uh, I think Serling was angry that we were tilting. Towards that, but I, but again, I just I, I found the Twilight Zone kind of, and that's funny that you found it that same way, and we both agree it's the greatest show. And yeah, uh, no,
1: absolutely. And I, I didn't start watching it till I was older. Also, you know, I mean, I, it came on when I was a kid, but I, I didn't pay any attention to it. It's just one day it was on. I don't remember how old I was. I know I was older. I was in my twenties at least. You know, and um this episode just came on, and I, I just started watching it. I don't even know why, to be honest with you. I had probably had ten thousand better things to do, um, but I started. I sat down and watched it, and it was this episode where this um, this uh, fatuated with a doll in a, in a dollhouse. Yes, he fell in love with her, and he would sit down and watch and watch and watch at a at a museum. Yeah, it was Robert Duvall. I guess so. I don't. I don't Robert Duvall is the him. actor, yeah. right? I'm I'm horrible with actors or whatever. My wife is really good with it. She's like, this is this guy. I'm like, I can't tell. Anyway, so I'm uh, and I'm watching it and I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, this has got to be dumb as hell. You know, and I I didn't get what the Twilight Zone was supposed to be at the time. And when I got to the end of the episode, I was like, oh, my God. You know, and that's what it that's what the Twilight Zone is about. You got to follow it through. And at the end, it's like, whoa, you know. (laughs) And that was it. That was it. I was like, I gotta watch more of this. And 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 I I think I've seen every ep- actually I haven't seen every episode because I watch them on New Year's Eve. That's a, a ritual, you know. I do the the Twilight Zone marathon. Do not bother, me, right? Don't don't. Please. Everybody knows what are you gonna do on the thirty first? Uh, well, I'm watching the Twilight Zone marathon. I text with Don every year now. Like, yo, if you're watching this, you know, and and we go back and forth. Um. And I always catch a new episode, so I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen a, i have seen I would say about ninety percent. I own um, all of them. I bought,
0: yeah. I bought them on Amazon, so like I have them in the Prime. I could just, right. I just bought That's all dope. the seasons, and Amazing. then I just, I just put them on at night sometimes, right. like when, because I, I stay at my office a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Don made fun of me the other day. He's like, "You're like, you're like Edison. You're like living <laughs> your, you, know, do you do you have?" You know, we were talking about. I go, Edison used to sleep in like weird, you know, you do like two hours at a stretch and. I'm like I can't do that, Don, because I, you know, I might have a, I might have a beer. I don't. It'd be hard to do two hours in a stretch. I guess you have to try to just go to sleep normally. <laughs> but I, I do live in my office, and the Twilight Zone gets played a lot up here.
1: Dope, fantastic, man, and 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 Sterling. You know, we looked at him, and he was like, "Damn, he was so ahead of his time," and he was, you know. But but was he just paying attention?
0: Oh, you know, he wasn't. Right, I mean, so, you know. he,
1: right, because because the trend was there.
0: He he just saw it. I mean especially with like ufos and stuff yeah i mean you think about all the stuff that happened in that time frame that was i mean is fringe right and uh you know considered taboo and and you're a nutcase and then now it's just like thought of as commonplace you know And and you're starting to see reports because we're living inside a really bad twilight zone episode now I don't think Rod Serling wrote this one that we're living in, um, but, he, you know, you get the reports like, oh, the the Nevada couple noticed nine feet tall extraterrestrials in their backyard. This is like getting reported on like right. mainstream, you know, they're like uh, something fell out of the sky and uh, they're calling 911 and people are like, yeah, I saw a meme today, Billy. And it had this, uh, it's, I don't know how to, I'll try to describe it, but it had one of those NPC looking little characters. And then there's a guy on the other end with a beard, you know, and it, and there's a UFO landing and the NPC says, well, what do you think? And the, the guy with the beard looks at him and goes, I don't know. I got a lot of stuff going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're not phased, man. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you know, and that's, that's why I wanted to talk to you today because it is. Even, you know, and I just, cleared, if you're beyond the camera, there's a, a a shelf here. And I, when I did my daily show in 2020, and by the way, I was doing shows daily before that, before, yeah. you know, COVID-1984, before the Great Reset. There was stacks, Billy, of news articles that I'd gone through and highlighted, you know, every day. And I kept them, kept them. I just stacked them over there at the end of the shows. Boom. and I, And I realized how much I'd gone through to make programs and, and then, you know, how much we've gone through, like how much I've retained. And then you just, you need to take a break every once in a while to look back and say, that's nuts. Yeah, man. Like, what what we're living in is not normal. No. Um, you know, I mean, it's like, you're talking about politics. I mean, I don't even follow politics anymore. It seems like a dead thing to me. Like, it's yeah. like is it really going to make a difference. Like I, I look at these people and th- we're not even talking, we're not speaking the same language, you know, like I get the Republicans saying, well, the China had a lab leak and they did this to us. And I'm like, oh, well, here we go again. You know, like mm-hmm. you're getting part of the story and then you're hyping that up. But it's not about that. And, uh, you know, Don did a really you know, Don Jeffries did a really great job breaking that down in his new book, Masking the Truth. Right. Um. But we're just there's no there's there's very few. And we're lucky to know the few that are really talking about, to me, in my opinion, my humble opinion, that are talking about the real issues. You're one we're, of those people.
1: We're right? trying. We're, we're certainly trying. And I try to surround myself with people that I feel are genuine and are trying to. It's the best we can do. It's the, And after 2020, a lot of things changed. My perception on a lot of things changed. And, and unfortunately, my opinion on a lot of people changed and i'm trying to get better at um i i don't know at accepting i guess yeah. you know um I, i'm trying to get better at it but there there's some things that that i just can't get past at this point um and and that doesn't mean it's going to stay that way you know i don't know what the future brings and how it will change me right um but i know that that I just want to be around people that are rooted in an honest pursuit of the truth and that aren't afraid of where that will take them, whether they are wrong or they are right. If they're right, they're going to be humble about it and try to find a solution. If they're wrong, they're going to admit that they're wrong. You know, and and these are the people that we find ourselves with in general. I've been very blessed. Uh to be on this journey and be able to find people that 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 I relate to on that level, I am very grateful you know um to God for it because i could i could have very easily fallen into a different pack and and in the alternative media they exist you know all, all, all these packs exist people run in groups, you know um there are some groups i do not want to be associated with and and if if and I, I try i try very hard not to if if i'm ever faced with being in front of some people i i try very hard not to make it uncomfortable but sometimes i can't help it you know, it, it just it just has to happen because then I have to live with myself. And it doesn't matter if anybody's listening, it's about me. You know, it, it doesn't matter that I'm on the air with with 10,000 people or, or three people. It's about you have to go to bed at night and you let this slide. Right. You let this slide. You let it go. Why did you let it go? You know. And, and I know some people mean well also. We just don't agree. And that's fine. But to people that are are malicious and and to people that are leading people down a road, you know, and and playing into the division that's that's uh that's taking hold of this country and the world, man. I, I have an issue with it. I do, but I also don't want to be part of the division. So like I did in 9 I got to find a different approach. I got to find a different way. I realize that. Uh, but sometimes I'm just not there. <laughs> so, so it's a work in progress, you know. Um, um, but I am fortunate enough to be able to run with my pack. I love it. The alternative to the alternative. I run with Tony Arterburn. I'm down with with the David Knight crew. That's where I want to be, man. Right. I I respect the hell out of David Knight because he did it. He lived it. He did it for real, for real. Put his money on the line. That was that's that was his bread and butter. That's where he got paid. And he's like, you know what? Don't matter. I am going to say what I am going to say, regardless of what Alex Jones thinks. Alex Jones is my employer. I don't care. He's having Steve Pucinic on, and Steve Pujuneg is a grifter and a liar, and I'm going to say that he is. I'm going to call out the Trump grift. Tony Arterburn went ahead and did the same thing. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to be involved with. These are the type of people that 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 I want to hang with, and and here I am, you know, with Tony, with Don, with, with John Brissom, you know, with um Char- Charlie Robinson, who who is just a gem of a freaking person. What what can I tell you? Um, Wayne McCroy, Gar Goldsmith, you know, um, Neil Sanders. Uh, and and we don't agree on everything. We can't. It's impossible. You know, um, there's a lot of things that we disagree on. But I, I know that, that these people are genuine and I know that they're trying to get the correct message across. And I know that it's an honest pursuit of the truth and that's all we can really ask for in this reality. It's just honestly trying to find our way, right? That's all we can ask for. We can't ask for anything else. But um, if we have got the honesty, then then we're there, right? So it, it's kept me in the game. You, Tony, have have personally kept me in the game because if it wasn't for America Unplugged, you know, my 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 presence on the fringe has been sporadic. I haven't been able to keep up with it as much. This year has been a lot better, of course, but but um. I haven't been able to do it for the past few years as much as I would like, you know, but, uh, uh, we started America unplugged. I know you, you know, but I was on with Michael Deacon on Monday. Shouts to Michael Deacon. It was super cool. And, um, he asked me about America unplugged and we started talking about it. And I was like, uh, you know, it was me and Don, And, and, um, and, uh, we asked Tony to be a full-time member because he was hanging with us every day. Anyway, like, <laughs> like, like, Hey, just, just, just come be a part of unplugged. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know? And, and, and uh, it's, it's grown and it's become its own thing. And, and that's because of you, you know, you did that. Um, so thank you. Cause otherwise I probably wouldn't be here anymore. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd still have the itch. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's been frustrating. It's been, I've been burnt out. I've, I've been angry, you know, at, at, at some of the characters that the alternative media produces. I've been angry at some of the narratives that have been put out that discredit things that we're trying to do. And I think it's justified anger. I think it's justified to be upset when somebody screws with something that you're trying to do. And they're doing it to line their own pockets or to build their audience, some selfish shit like that. That pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so- I look at it too.
0: It's, um, mm-hmm. you got that quote from, I think it was, uh, was it Isaac Newton? It said, I've, if I've seen far, it's because I stood on the shoulders of giants.
1: Right.
0: Right. And uh, it seems like t- in today's world, there's not a lot of tribute paid to the past and the people that went before us, I I tend to do that. I mean, that's, I kind of live in the past, so I've, I've paid tribute to scholars and people that I followed that helped me understand the world as it is. And I, you know, use that to, to springboard into stuff that I find on my own, but it seems like we've had a a break where people don't do that anymore and just make stuff up, Yeah, you know, whole cloth. And then you're in, 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 but they'll make it up. And like David Knight says, it's like having a, a loaf of bread, but there's a roach in there, you know, and they'll tie it up and give it to you and say, there's the truth. The truth is the loaf of bread, but that roach in there, and then it ruins the whole thing. Right. Right. So that's what's happening. I think that's our responsibility. It's very tough because we're just independent journalists. We're independent, right. you know, media, um, to try to, you know, discern all the different things going on, but, it's a wild ride. Uh, I'm I'm thankful to to have friends like you, and um, you know, thank you for the kind words and uh, the, the bringing me aboard America Unplugged. It's it's a great honor. I hope that we're doing it five years from now. I hope we're doing it a year from now. That, you know, it's before the aliens come down and before Project <laughs> Bluebeam, right?
1: <laughs> or during, man, we got to be broadcasting when the mothership comes, bro, when, like. the, when the AI sends its sentinels into the for this real, man, video. you know, and all that stuff is is probably gonna happen to some I degree. Know. So <laughs> that's, that's
0: the weird part. It's like I don't, I don't really doubt that anymore. It's right. like you know what, what was I saying to somebody the other day, and it made him chuckle. I was like, uh, oh, it's like said, um, if I found out tomorrow that, like, Joe Biden was just like a robotoid or a lizard person or whatever like they took off like he had a mask and he's something else yeah and you showed it to me in real time i'd go huh I mean, <laughs> it, would, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be like this oh my god like it would it'd yeah. be it'd be like well there you go you know that makes sense <laughs> that makes total sense now like uh,
1: <laughs> you know like, I, I, i'd probably be just be like shock
0: me right yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I would probably just say like, you know, you couldn't have done a better job like shit, dude. Like what's up with this technology? Like all you've been- this resources and right. you suck at this, you know,
0: <laughs> is it, you know, you're supposed to be charismatic, you know, right. like and I mean, it's almost like it's a humiliation game that they're playing with us. Like you have to have a bumbling idiot. You have to have a buffoon regardless. It's
1: in, it's in exactly regardless. It is incredible. The position that we have been put in, and it's incredible that people are buying into it. On both sides, we are going to get Joe Biden versus Donald Trump again, most likely. Come on, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what to say, Tone. You know, I, I've, 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 I've beat a dead horse. Till it's dead like 10,000 times. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> we can
0: reanimate it on the next episode.
1: <laughs> Give it a neural link. Let's see what develops.
0: Yeah, Neuralink. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get out of here, Billy. I want to make sure people know where they can find you. Uh, and well, you know what, man? Uh, before, be-
1: before we get out of here on September 9th, 2023, New York City. Free World NYC. Tickets will go on sale next week. Charlie Robinson, and I'm announcing that the card is subject to change, but everybody has confirmed. So it's Charlie Robinson, Don Jeffries, that dude right there, Mr. Tony Arterburn, Richard Gage, Wayne McCroy, John Brissom, uh, possibly one other. We got to talk about that, Tone. Possibly one more, but this is it, I think. Uh, I think we're going to keep it at this. Um, but this is the confirmed roster of free world. NYC, uh, it's going to be a conference. Come join us. Everybody's going to talk. Uh, we're going to get to meet. Everybody's going to be in the same room, uh, at all times, you know, um, so we'll get to, you know, like-minded people get together. It's an opportunity to network and we get to meet you. You guys get to meet us. I can't wait to meet you guys, you know, um, come out and support and, uh, and we'll have a time in honor of September 11th and, uh, try to spread uh, some uh, some information together. So we're going to do that here in New York City, man. Uh look for more details as 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 the time rolls on, but tickets will be on sale next week. We're going to uh put the link in the bio over at America Unplugged and and um on the Fringe and on everybody's podcast. You know, uh, uh, Charlie's going to be plugging it, you know. Um and it's, it's 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 in conjunction with the launch of the radio station freeworld.fm. Um, so that's why it's called free world NYC. It's a compliment to, to that in celebration of the launch of the station, we're doing the conference. Hopefully we do the conference every year moving forward. Last time I did a conference, uh, it was interrupted by Bill Gates and, uh, uh, what was it? Event 201, like literally it was across the street when we were doing a conference (laughs) here in New York. So, um, so let's hope that doesn't happen, but, um, you know, that that's what we're trying to do. We're gonna do it this year. Uh, come join us. Uh, it's exciting. I can't wait to meet all the guys. I, I mean, I've met Wayne and John before, but I've never seen Tone. I've never seen Don Jeffries. I've never seen Charlie. I've met Richard Gage on several occasions. Um, I'm looking forward to it, you know. Um, so come hang with us, and maybe, maybe we'll go get something to eat. I mean, we're definitely gonna go get something to eat afterwards. So if people want to join us, hey, it is what it is, you know. So uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I can't wait, man. What do you got to say, Tone? Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, that's going to be an
0: amazing opportunity. Such a great lineup. And uh, I mean, just part of history. I mean, these are some of the great researchers. I'm humbled to even be in the lineup. So um, look forward to that, Billy. And again, thanks for doing the show. Uh, You've got a a podcast called The Infinite Fringe. Anywhere podcasts are found? Pretty much. I mean, only
1: uh, only on Apple Podcasts and on Podbeam. And anything that mirrors the Apple Podcast feed, okay. almost has, anywhere,
0: right? Podcaster fam, and you also got America Unplugged, and that's everywhere. That yeah. that I made sure was everywhere, I'd right? Say. Right. Um, awesome, great stuff. Billy Ray Valentine, everybody, uh, make sure you go follow his channels. Uh, and uh, again, thank you, Billy. For, uh, thank uh, you, buddy, for being here.
1: Appreciate honor. it. Honor. See you on Saturday, brother.
0: Absolutely, and folks, uh, follow Paratruther. If you're finding this on the Art Radio transmission feed, go and I know it's another subscribe, but do it because um, not everything is always mirrored. Um, It's not always redundant. So the two channels don't always link up. So you might find some stuff there.
1: Follow America Unplugged and take care of it. We'll post this on America Unplugged and we'll post this on the Infinite Fringe stream also. So go ahead and look for Paratruther and subscribe.
0: Absolutely. And uh, of course, we sponsor this with Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange, uh, wisewolf.gold. And uh, you can go check out Wolfpack. That's the membership program. Why are you not joining that? I, I, we have de dollarization, folks. Yeah. It's the end of the, it's the death of the dollar. It's on its way out. Uh, be smart. Look into alternative ways to save and uh, precious metals can do that. Maybe you'll look at Wolfpack. So we appreciate you. Uh, take care of each other, ladies and gentlemen. And in the information war, be a paratroother.